what if anywhere Galway wasn't in Galway? How would Galway look different? And I think there's no doubt that the university has made a difference. And I think that's part of our future as well, is that if there's a, a dislocation, well, then we're part of a solution. Skills you can transfer in a lab or in a manual or through an algorithm or through an expert system. Capacity is much broader and capacity is much more about what it is to be a human being. And I think that's what universities more and more will need to think about. I've often said that a place that's open to debate can sometimes be messy and noisy. And that ability to debate, to be radical, to be messy, to be noisy, respectfully noisy, I think is a particularly important part of what, what it might be to be a Galway graduate. Professor Kieran O'Hogmethig, president of Inua Galway there, sharing some of his views on the future of the university as a concept, a campus and a community. He's a first class honours graduate of Inua Galway and a former football scholar, but he's also a leading thinker on the future of third level education. Professor O'Hogmethig is my guest on this edition of the Kush Karba podcast, the series that explores major societal issues and the role that NUI Galway and our global network of alumni play in creating new knowledge in research, in policy making and in problem solving worldwide. I'm Tom Fell, the Head of Journalism and Communication at NUI Galway and I begin by asking Professor O'Horgothig for his views on how universities will be impacted by the rise of artificial intelligence. It goes back to I think quite a fundamental philosophy of education, which I'm very keen on, is there are two aspects to it, I suppose, is how we learn and then what we learn. And so I think there will be significant implications potentially for how we learn. Many, many years ago, 20 years ago, maybe less, 10 years ago, MOOCs were seen as the future of education. And there was a, apparently or supposedly a threat to traditional education that MOOCs would take over. That didn't happen. And I think part of that is that sense of belonging that people have when they come to a campus. And I don't think we'll ever lose that. I think COVID showed that, that when people were, were off campus, students in particular, but also researchers and, and staff and more generally, there was that sense of, of loss of community. And I think a critical piece always will be that community of learners. So how we recreate that in an AI environment, uh, I think is, is challenging, but I think we'll always hark back to the need for community and for contact. And then secondly, more importantly, I think is, and I think the debate sometimes misses this, is is what we learn. And I'm always of the view that learning to learn is much more important. What you get out of university is the ability, the capacity to learn, to be curious, to use a framework to uh, identify the evidence and then interrogate it, and to be adaptable in that context. I think that as a quality coming out of a university is as significant, if not more significant, than the technical knowledge, because the technical knowledge will always change. So I'm an accountant by background. Accounting standards evolve over time. But I've always been keen when I'm teaching students to, to give them an understanding of why accounting standards are the way they are. What are the choices uh, that are available? Why are those choices made, which are sometimes political, sometimes based on empirical evidence and so on? So the kind of context in which decisions are made. So I think there are those two aspects to it. I think there would be a change to how we learn and still be that need for contact, that hankering after contact. And secondly, that sense of going back to that learning to learn as a capacity that comes out of a university, I think will be particularly important. I also asked Professor O'Hogarthig about striking the balance between producing employable graduates 
and fostering a deeper capacity for learning. I think the interest in education in Ireland is interesting. So when you come to every August, September, leaving search and CEO, there's always a drama that you don't get in other contexts. And I think that's because there's a real interest and concern, interest in and concern for education. That comes out of the sense that education is the way to, to progress your career and therefore your life more generally. I think that's understandable in many ways. And I think that pressure will continue. But after that, there's less interest, I think, in, well, what happens at third level? Is the investment model appropriate? What happens uh, within that context? And I think that's partly because, again, people leave it to, to us in many ways to decide how we go about our business. And secondly, a university education in itself is seen as useful. So I think there'll be more and more pressure on us for the employable graduate. I think that's, there's a tension there, first of all, and that that will always change. So in the context of AI and the, the changing context of technology, the employment needs will always change. So how do universities adapt to that? And that brings us back, I think, to that learning to learn idea that in a sense, what we're trying to develop in our graduates and in our research is that capacity to be agile, that capacity to respond uh, to change as it happens. Uh, I think COVID in many ways has been egregious, in many ways has been really, really difficult and, and tragic for many, many people. It also had a learning context in that I think that capacity to learn in uncertainty is an important attribute. And in many ways, our students potentially learn more in the context of COVID than another more certain context. And I think that was a real challenge of dealing with ambiguity. It was very stressful. But I wonder in time whether that will be a learning for us. That's the kind of opti optimist in me. So that sense of agility. So there, there is sometimes a tension there. And whether it's in journalism or accountancy or chemistry or engineering or business, uh, effectively what we're passing on to our, our, our students, what we're sustaining on our research is an ability to think in a particular frame. So we use the word skill a lot in, in the context of, of technology and AI. I much prefer the word capacity. There's a book called D Degrees for All, which talks about a professor panel beating. You know, there are skills which are, to me, quite um, limited. I often think of, of the Heaney phrase, which I've used often at graduation and welcoming students to the campus, is we are here to develop your capacities, your destinies are your own. And I think that sense of capacity is much more, first of all, it, it sounds better. The vowels are wider. So that sense of opening up, of finding what actually you can do and what's your place and your contribution, if you like, to society more broadly. I think, I think that word capacity allows us to be much broader skills you can uh, communicate or, or transfer in a lab or in a manual or through an algorithm uh, or through an expert system. Capacity is much broader and capacity is much more about what it is to be a human being. And I think that's what universities more and more will need to think about is what it is, how we teach, how we learn, how we do research. And I think that sense of community that we therefore have on a campus is a very important part of what it is to be human. That won't ever be replaced by an algorithm and if it is well then you know we're, we're in a much different place and I think that's where universities have a particular role to play and, and we need to think about well what does that therefore mean for how we go about our business not only means what happens in the classroom it's how, it's how we teach how we engage with students how we engage outside the classroom how we engage as an institution much more much broader. So against the backdrop of a highly dynamic research and learning community what does the university of the future look like? Professor O'Horgathig predicts a more diverse student body in a setting that optimises flexibility and inclusion. I think adult learning will be increasingly important. So that sense that if, if you're 
employment context is changing, well, then the university has a role in helping that adaptation. So there's that one piece. I think it will be more diverse, not only as uh, social groups, which I think is particularly important. So the increasing uh, ability to attract all the talents. And I think that makes for a better university if you're attracting a broader and and welcoming a broader set of talents. uh, I think that's particularly important, but also across the age group. So I think it'll be not only for 18-year-olds as undergraduates or 20-something-year-olds as as postgraduates, but for a much broader group of people who come back to us very often. So alumni engagement will be important in that regard as well, and that to and fro. Physically, my sense is that, and I'm quite convinced of this, particularly in the context of COVID, that that sense of community will always be there. People will want to meet. uh, People will want to be together in one place. And therefore, I think a campus will always be there and a campus will be an important heart of any university. What the campus looks like then, I think, is maybe more mixed, more of a flipped classroom, for example, and, and, and whether we have large groups or whether we can facilitate large groups in different ways and therefore have smaller groups, which who therefore work in, in more interactive ways, I think will be will be one aspect of it. AI might help in that. You know, I did what was called management decision systems here in Galway in the mid-80s. Kieran Murphy was, was uh, here at the time. And very interesting there, even then talking about expert systems. So you know, 30, 40 years later, how have expert systems evolved? Are there ways to capture expertise that can, we can then pass on uh, in different ways? But I still think more important than ever will be that capacity to be together in one place. There was a very interesting discussion at Academic Council around, uh, for example, recording of lectures. And that sense that we're not delivering a lecture. There's a context in the setting in which we adapt and in which we respond to a class and we respond to a situation. So that's going to be an increasingly important part of the education process, because if in other parts of life and even other parts of education were set in an AI context and there are expert, there's expertise, there's distance learning, there's ways of finding information in other ways than in the classroom. Um, the, the richness, the diversity, the strength of what we offer will actually be, therefore, the, will be the distinctness will be in the classroom. I'm not a great believer in, in the sense that, and again, you know, MOOCs were an example of that, that there's some technology out there which will replace us. I think it'll change what we do, but it won't necessarily replace what we do. And the third piece, I'd say, is helping uh, our academic staff make that transition. So Celt, for example, in, in Galway, making real Uh, strides in that regard we're building that more into the strategy because I taught like I was taught and I teach like I was taught so we need to find new ways that students now engage with and helping us find those new ways including myself to find those new ways will also be important part of the university of the future and on the role of technology in the university of the future Professor O'Horgathig believes that it has huge potential to enable a richer experience of teaching and learning. So again, I take my own discipline accounting, for example, that's changed at the audit profession, for example, it's changed significantly in many ways in that it used to be that there was a lot of what was called ticking and bashing, a lot of human intervention at the junior or, or entry grade level. A lot of that now is, is uh, taken away by uh, analytics, by sampling, by machine uh, learning. There are other ways in which, for example, you know, an accounting standard gives you choices. An algorithm or an expert system could easily tell you what that choice should be. Similarly, uh, things like journal entries, T-accounts are a very, very powerful learning uh, framework. But in, in when you go into work, they're not there because there's a technology behind all of that, that that just does it for you. So what we're teaching in accounting is really a way of thinking and a way of, of framing decisions and, and thinking about what decision is there and why it's there. I think that's a much more dynamic, much more interesting place to be. I'm 
maybe somewhat different than others in in my way of thinking about learning and accounting in particular, for example. And so I think that that expertise, that learning, similarly in, in other areas like engineering, journalism, there are other areas in which the technology will enable things that allow us then to move on. Uh, so it's not just about um, being together. That's partly it, but also about that sense of responding to each other and that that learning changes uh, as, as a semester goes on. So you know, the, the idea of a straight line of a curriculum or of a, of a module that we, I, I think is is often very helpful in, in teaching, but is not actually how life works. So that we might be able to usurp those straight lines, if you like, or those dynamics more ambiguously, which I think reflects more what life is like. So, so I, I'm not a, not a pessimist in the context of of the technology and of AI or uh, e-learning and so on. I think it has capacity to then enrich the learning experience. I also asked the NUI Galway president for his views on the role of the university in preparing for the radical societal change that new technologies are driving. I think the important point for me is when we commit to the public good is, is we do that, but also that's about a leadership position, thought leadership, research uh, in that context. So I think that's one element. I think the policy setting, I think we can and should have an impact and do have an impact on. Secondly, I'd say, and, and it's really important that that's for me, is that sense of, of never mind leveling up, but leveling out. And there was a sense that social media, you know, early on social media was about democratization and that everybody would have access. It's since emerged that there's a corporate hand that now intervenes, that decides what debate you're in and what information you're going to get. So it's not necessarily democratized. It's been colonized or invaded by a corporate context. That, that might seem strange coming from, from the business background, but I'm very, the reason why I'm where I am and not in business is because I think universities have a role in making that better or in mediating uh, those effects. So that's one, I think, is then to, therefore to democratize education. So that diversity that we talk about a lot, I think for me is part of that, bringing people into the university that don't normally come to university setting, that they should see this as their own, their place. And that then enables or empowers a much broader group of people to have that debate with each other, first of all, but also to progress based on that discussion. So having that diverse debate in the classroom. And then thirdly, the role of the university, and again, coming back to that agility piece. So we often think here in Galway of the digital story. The deck was here, was a you know, really good employer, was seen as the place to work, and then they left. And what happened after is that people who were in, in that context, who learned in digital, either in Galway or in, in other, other, other branches, learned their attributes, their, their trade, if you like, went on to do other things and developed uh, what is now a very strong med tech sector and a very strong IT sector as well. So I think that's the, the role of the university in that context is particularly important for, first of all, that group that, that potentially feels dislodged and to bring them into our, our debate and to encourage them to be here. And then secondly, to enable groups such as that to reinvent themselves or to, be re, to reinvent their thinking in order to do something different. And it comes back to, to, me, to me, the sense of what a university is for, that sense of agility that sense of capacity, that sense of learning to learn, and a, re- a very strong research base that allows us then to know what, what's happening next in AI, what's happening in technology more generally, what's happening in other sectors, and to, as a university, also know or have that capacity to, to have that radar out, if you like. And I often thought of a thought experiment, what if NUI Galway wasn't in Galway? How would Galway look different? And I think there are examples of other towns or cities in Ireland which didn't have historically a university, which look very much different than Galway does, look different socially, look different 
in a socioeconomic context look different in, a, in an artistic and creative context. And I think there's no doubt that the university has made a difference to that context in Galway. And I think that's part of our future as well, is that if there's a, a dislocation, well, then we're part of a solution and part of a solution for society, but also for the people in it. So I think there are those three aspects particularly important to it, that sense of, of leadership making a difference, that sense of democratization, which often hasn't happened when it should have. And then thirdly, that, that ability to learn to learn and be agile, to move beyond uh, where one is. And I think there's that sense, I think that we should have, have that ability to think of ourselves as an ecosystem that supports societal change and supports people in making that change. And of course, a central part of that university ecosystem is the field of the humanities. I asked Professor O'Horgatig for his views on how the ever popular arts degree might look in the future. I think an arts degree, and I've always been of this view, where else do you learn citizenship? Where else do you, in very, very many ways, do you, do you learn learning to learn? And it plays a particular role in that broader context that I think is particularly important. So when I did commerce in Galway, I took French uh, alongside and that was one of the you know, one of those areas where you look forward to more in a, a kind of an expansive module if you like that that allowed a different kind of capacity so i think a couple of things one is that very many arts degrees have, have different dimensions to them so not every art subject is the same so that ability to change gear i think is particularly important i think it may well be a four-year degree and, and we're moving more towards four-year degrees that's how it would be in in other you know certainly north america I think there's scope for that. And, and again, maybe that movement as, as we have in journalism between uh, the workplace and, and the university, I think is likely to be, again, a, a different group of people, group of students in the sense of potentially more adult learners, who I think can also bring a very different capacity to an arts degree about reflecting on literature or philosophy or psychology and so on, having having that, that experience looking backwards rather than imagining forwards as undergraduates often uh, do. And then thirdly, I think if you look at Business degrees in North America, first of all, there very many business degrees are postgraduates. I'm just taking my own area as, as an example. Business degrees are postgraduate rather than undergraduate. What people do at undergraduate is, is, is an arts degree. And there are other universities on this island, as well as internationally, where if you do a commerce degree, you do a first year BA. And there used to be what was called the BA BCom. And, and you know, really excellent students come out, came out of that traditionally in, in Galway and elsewhere. So I think there's also capacity to add to, for the arts degree, to add to other degrees. And not to be an add-on, but to add a dimension to them. So why not have a, a commerce degree that actually has a first year or, or, or a strand of arts running through it? So psychology, for example, I did my PhD on framing of information, which drew in a lot of psychological literature in that context. Why not have that? That's a really important part of, of a behavioral science, organizational behavior context. And very often organization behavior is seen as, as a separate piece in a commerce degree, as opposed to being informed by psychology or even philosophy, for example. So why not have more of a melding? I think particularly important for us in imagining how we have students who also are in, in, that, in that mix and why not have science students who also do philosophy as part of an ethics perspective? And uh, why not have engineering students who do psychology who can then maybe think about how, how people use uh, equipment or tools as opposed to just having the tool designed? What is the frame, frame of mind that looks at, at the equipment they're building and so on? Why in medicine would we not have 
Now, clearly, there are a lot of behavioural, and already we have in, in, the, in our medical degrees, a lot of behavioural uh, areas where people, you know, clearly the patient interchange and the interaction and the care for the patient is a really important part in a holistic way, not just as a physical human being, but as a human being in a more general sense. So I think arts has a lot to offer, not only in its own right. And I worry that sometimes that if we say, well, it should be part of something else, that that then seen as, well, this is a this is a subset or this is this is a subservient, if you like, to that other, where in fact, to me, if you think about why we exist, we exist as human beings, we exist as, as people who think and who are emotional and who are interacting with each other. And all of that comes out of an arts perspective. And that's a much higher order learning. So to me, it's actually about valuing and validating and valorizing what, what an arts degree can provide as opposed to diminishing it in any way. And I, I think there's a real opportunity there for us to have that discussion. Because if we think about learning the university of the future in an AI context, and otherwise AI can't exist separate from the human beings that it is supposed to serve, just like society should be served by business and not the other way around. Similarly, society should be served by AI. And all of those questions around artificial intelligence, the use of them, the ethics around them, what they mean for us as human beings, the way we think, evolve, feel, work, be together as human beings, all of those can be found in an arts context and in a social science context. And I think that enriches the experience for students and for research as opposed to diminishing it. And on the subject of climate action, the defining issue of our times, Professor O'Hogarthig sees NUI Galway as a driver of positive change on several fronts. We do really important research here in Galway around sustainability, and there are colleagues doing fantastic work. And I think, you know, I think we need to maybe make that more visible. There's there's a lot going on, and it's it's really important work and makes a difference. Secondly, then as an institution, I think. If you think about us in Galway, we're one quarter of the population of Galway are students. We have two and a half thousand employees. We have a significant footprint in our purchasing. So first of all, as a campus, we can make a difference, but also as a, I hate to say, use the word consumer, but as a purchaser, as, a, as an entity, I think we can also make a difference in practices uh, more broadly. But more importantly, again, I think is, again, that perspective, that policymaking, first of all, but coming back to the sense that the solutions are not entirely scientific. And even in COVID, as COVID evolved, it was a humanitarian crisis. It was a health healthcare crisis. But a lot of the issues around it, around compliance, around uh, COVID response were behavioural. And I think there's a real, therefore, role for us in the university, not only in, in teaching around these, these ideas, but also in behaving and, and in developing behaviours our students will push us on it. I think we're, we're doing good work, but we could do better. And I think in Galway in particular, we have a role given our position in, on, the, on the planet, if you like, on the edge of Europe. And I think we have opportunities in both research as an institution, how we do ourselves and how we expect others to do, but also then in the graduates that we develop and the sense in which they have of, of, of making a difference. And I think really important of that is being radical. I've often said that you know a place that's open to debate can sometimes be messy and noisy and sometimes be uncomfortable, which it has been, and debate can be very uh, uncomfortable sometimes for all of us. But I think that's an important, in a respectful context, so really important that it is respectful, but at the same time is an important learning experience for us all. And that ability to debate, to be radical, to be messy, to be noisy, respectfully noisy, I think is particularly uh, important part of what, what it might be to be a Galway graduate, for example. Professor Kieran O'Hogarthig, president of Inua Galway there, bringing this edition of the Kush Karba podcast to a close. 
Join us again next time for more news on our exciting new research, cutting-edge innovation and our global alumni stories at NUI Galway.